0: Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hi, Raquel. Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show.
1: Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. As you know, I have loved being a blog writer for you, um, probably the last two or so years, mm-hmm.
0: and so thrilled to be on the podcast. I am so excited to have you. I've wanted to have you on here since the beginning. Um, because I think you have so much wisdom to share and you're in a place where I think many of us are, or are kind of getting to with kind of juggling, you know, professional career and a baby. And so I'm just, yeah, really excited to talk to you and and share your wisdom with, um, all of our listeners. So before we get started, my favorite question where we always start is what was your first job?
1: Yep love this question. I actually, um, I laugh at this question because I used to work at an ice cream shop as my first job. Um, So there's an ice cream shop that was half a mile from my house. And before I was even 16, I remember interviewing at 15. My parents, they always instilled the value of hard work um, amongst my siblings and I. And so before I was even 16, had that first interview um, at Brewster's is what it was called. And right when I was 16, I started and I think that first job, you know, even though it was at an ice cream shop, and I was just serving ice cream, making ice cream cakes. Um, I think it really taught me a lot about customer experience, and also just persistence, because sometimes the lines would be super long during the summer, you know, I'd be standing there for three hours, having to have a smile on my face for those three hours and just customer after customer. So I, I do think that I, I got some pretty good values from that first job. And I had it all through a high school, and then even one summer in college.
0: I love that. I think there's such a value of doing service industry work. And that's like, I want my kids to do that. I worked in a coffee shop for a couple of years and you just recognize the value of like how hard that work is and how demanding it is. And also from the other side, you, you see, you know, how, um, grateful someone can be if you can just be kind to them as they're doing their job and, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing their best. Um, so I'm glad you did that. And that would be my dream job. I'm a huge ice cream person. And like my dream would be to open an ice cream parlor one day. So that's, that's my, you know, down the road dream, but I, I don't think I could have worked at an ice cream parlor because I would have eaten all oh, yeah. of the ice cream.
1: Oh yeah. I every definitely, day. definitely gained some weight in high school. What's so funny though, is um, you said you worked at a coffee shop. That is my dream down the road when I'm retired of working in a coffee shop. So glad that we both find each other's first jobs. Interesting.
0: I love it. Um, that's very cool. Well, what you do today is, is very different from, um, working in an ice cream parlor. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about kind of your professional journey, where you are today and and how you got there?
1: Yeah, I would love to. So, um, my friend actually the other day, she introduced me over an email as MPH Extraordinaire Career Advocate and Director of the Academy's Phys- Physician Leadership Program. And I told her, I said, wow, that is one of the nicest, the nicest few titles that people have called me. But I think those three things are really where I'm at right now. What I do wanna say before I, I kinda of hit on each of those is, um, so I'm in the healthcare field. I don't directly do a clinical role right now, but health has always been at the forefront of what I've wanted to do career-wise. So growing up, I grew up with a single mom for several years and she is such a, a power lady. She worked at the YMCA at this point, she's worked at the YMCA for, for over thirty years, and growing yeah. up, I, I got to watch her, you know, raise us three girls by herself, but then also teach uh, kickboxing classes, women's strength training, aerobics, and just seeing her um, working these classes and raising us. I think I just grew up with a passion for health, for wellness, and then back home, she would always cook really nice meals, very healthy meals for us, and so health was just always instilled upon me at a very young age, and so. In high school, I was trying to think through um, what what major I wanted and wasn't quite sure of the fit, but when I um, looked at St. Louis University, which is the school I ended up going for undergrad, they had an athletic training major. And not only does my mom work at the YMCA, but is a really big sports fan. I grew up in Bloomington, Indiana. And my family is a very big Indiana University Hoosiers fan. And so I thought, okay, so there's this athletic training major, I could do it in four plus one years. And I was actually, um, I had like a whole year under my belt from high school of AB credits. So I was actually gonna be the first person to do this athletic training major in um, four years and had that extra grad school degree. So four years of the four plus one doing it four. Um, but as I started to get pretty far into the program, knew i enjoyed the health component but it for me it lacked that broader systemic health equity lens and so at the end of my sophomore year um having got pretty far in the program i i just was feeling this tug on my heart and i feel like these are god moments where you know you, mm-hmm. you probably had several of those where you just feel this tug about something and i wasn't quite sure what And I saw my mom and I started looking through the the catalog of majors at Sloan. We saw public health. My mom was actually the one who found it. She said, hmm, what is this public health major? And when I started to read through, I had never heard of public health before. And a lot of people in the public health field will tell you they had never heard of it really Mm -hmm. before until they got maybe their master of public health. But for me, I was super lucky that my undergrad had this public health Major And so I ended up switching my junior year is kind of scary because I only had two years to complete it. And I also realized that um, I needed to go to grad school um, afterward. And so did my major in two years, and then went to the Yale School of Public Health and got a degree in health policy and management master of public health. Um, And then after that, honestly, it's just been falling in love with mostly health services work so in public health there's so much out there that you can do and really with my health policy focus and um, my health equity focus i've kind of fallen into the hospital space about how do we provide better access quality and affordable care to u.s um, patients and the u.s healthcare system i love solving really large problems um and so the u.s healthcare system in my mind is one of the largest societal problems of our time it is a four trillion dollar economy it is um 20 of our national gdp and the the number on our economy that four trillion that is larger than some just national economies out there and so we have this healthcare system that we spend so much on and just the outcomes are not where they should be and so i love solving these really big problems. And so I think right now in my current role, I'm just a component. I I like to solve everything that I can and I have to sometimes um, distill down, okay, right now in my current role, I, as I mentioned, I'm a director of um, leadership development and I have a few programs. So I work with physician leaders. Um, I have two programs. One is our physician leadership program at the Health Management Academy. And that works with about 50 physician leaders a year. And I run them through curriculum. Uh, We have 11 core curriculum modules including workforce transformation um transition to physician leadership and then i also have individuals who are very close to that c-suite level at the health system level and they um, they graduated from this ge so ge healthcare they had this program that we run them through once they graduate i then take on that program and um, we just have sessions for them Lastly, um, and I love this about my role, not only do I work with health systems and providers, but I work with industry companies. And so I ran, this summer, I ran a Fortune 500 pharmaceutical company. Their senior executives here in the US through um, this program, the six-week long program, 12 sessions an hour long about the future of healthcare. So what is healthcare gonna look like in 2030? So I think overall, um, really it's just about, making the U S healthcare system better and, um, always having health at the forefront of what I do.
0: That is so cool. I, yeah, I just am. I love your story of how you kind of took something you were interested in and how that ultimately led you from athletic training into public health, um, which is such a cool, uh, area of work. And I think what, what I think is so cool about public health is it touches so many other industries. Like it's not just, I mean, you're working, you know, intensively within the healthcare system. Um, but it can also touch on education and like, um, you know, uh, living healthily, like when you're older and, um, you know, children. And I think that there's so many cool things you can do within that space. And I'm so happy you found it. Um, I, yeah, I just think it's really cool. I think what you're doing is super duper important. And it sounds like it's a lot of fun to get to work with some leaders in this industry. Um, especially, you know, as a young woman, that's just very, very cool. Um,
1: Yeah, my company is really great in that we specifically work with basically um, CXOs from our nation's Mm -hmm. top health systems and then senior executives from our nation's leading industry companies. And we bring them together, we create, we generate ideas, we have them convene. And I think for me, being a very strategic person, I just love hearing them communicate and form ideas. And so, um, yeah, it's really great working with these, um, you know, the individuals who are leading our nation's uh, healthcare system.
0: I love that. I really do. I think there's also something that's, you know, and a very important part of your life, which is your son. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about he's a little over one now, right? He turned two and
1: <gasps> He is in oh his terrible God. twos, Jane. And his
0: favorite word lately is no. I love that. That's that's <laughs> honestly I do not have children, but my favorite thing is when a child learns the word no because it just everything changes. Everything changes. I, it's such a powerful word for a child. Um, Why? Well, yeah, I'm sure that that's quite an adventure in and of itself. Um, so, can you share with us just a little bit about kind of what pursuing this has looked like as a mother, um, especially with a young son?
1: Yeah. So, what I'll say, and you, this is my favorite topic to talk about. So. I while I love healthcare, I think having him has really opened up my eyes to the world of working moms and people. You know, Jane, I've written. You know, I think all of my blog posts at this point are about having children and knowing that you can do this. And so this is really the topic that's most dear, uh, near and dear to my heart. And I think too, so much of it has been an identity shift. So I know, Jane, that you've said this before about how work. Is not who you are. And so I think before Joseph came along, work was really who I was. And I was really pushing. I'm such a go, go, go person. And um, you and I had just been talking about, you know, marathon training and how we love running. And I just, I set these goals for myself and I try and get them. And with children, it's different. You, you know, you can set little goals like, oh, okay, I'm going to potty train Joseph today. But it's really an identity shift in the sense of um, being willing to go where God is going to take you. And in the sense of Joseph, um, I know that you know this, Jane, but um, you know, when I got pregnant, I was 25. I was five months into my professional career and I'd never been around kids. My sisters will tell you, they're like, they thought it was really funny that I was the first one married and pregnant because I just had never really been um around kids, babysat, or anything like that. And so because my pregnancy wasn't planned. I feel like it was kind of just thrown my way and when I say it wasn't planned, it we practice natural family planning which I'm a really big advocate about following God's will for your life in all things including fertility. And so with that, um even though I say unplanned, it really kind of was planned because my husband and I really we made a decision to be intimate on a day that we knew there was a chance and of course first try it was kind of like we we got Joseph, but um, I would just say it was a really big identity change for me. And um, as far as how it's unfolded, I mean, I wasn't ready to give up my career. So I was only, as I mentioned, when I got pregnant, I was five months into my career. And then when I had Joseph, I was um, a year and two months. And I just, there were a lot of voices um, that, you know, I, I'm the only uh, working mom in my family. And I think that my siblings they want to stay at home and that is really great but i think that what we need to understand as a society is not to judge other moms and so like my decision was really um based on my prayer life with god and then you know having quentin be part of that so our decision as a couple with god and um really i just every day is constant discernment and um constant prayer about, okay, is this working right now? And I, I think some days are really hard, but at the end of the day, right now, this is where I'm supposed to be is as a working mom.
0: I love what you talk about there with kind of a constant discernment, because I think that there is such a desire and a temptation to be like, this is, this is it. Like, this is the one decision we're going to make. And we're going to just set, set to that decision. And what I've seen as I've gotten kind of older and seen friends make similar decisions or be in a similar position, right, is that there is obviously like the the greatest good is following God's will for our life. Um, And that can look different in different seasons of our lives and with different factors and different variables. And so for you to say oh this is a continuous discernment like this is a this is something i pray about often you talk to your husband about it um you know you're trying to prioritize the well-being of your son and also you know be responsive to where god has called you in the working world um and and those are all such beautiful things but it doesn't look the same for you as it looks for the person next to you or the other person in your company who has kids, or, you know, it could look different in five years or 10 years. You just don't know. Right. Um, and so I love kind of that ability of surrender to what the plan is and what the best situation is for your family today. I think that just takes such courage. Um, and it's cool to hear about.
1: Yeah, it is so hard letting go. And that's really when I had Joseph, I just had to let go. I remember, when I first saw I was pregnant the night before I took my pregnancy test, just laying in bed basically crying because I thought, oh no, like I'm 25. Is this the end of my career? Like, what does this mean? And I think a lot of um working moms, you know, they really plan out. They're like, okay, when I'm 30, I'm gonna have a kid. Um, or they don't even want children because, you know, I think society has gone so far the other way. Like before, you know, it was women were in the home. Now it's almost Okay, I am scared to have a family because um, what is this going to mean for my career? And so, anyways, but I really had to surrender that moment. The next morning, I remember waking up, buying that pregnancy test, almost like hopping and skipping to CVS because I had really prayed that night and I I knew I'm going to be okay. God has. Got, I'm going to get emotional here, but like God has got me. We've got this, and now i'm just i am the biggest advocate for working moms because i was only 25 and i was i was in my first job i know i didn't talk about this um, when i talked about my professional career but when i first graduated from yale I, I was in a research associate role and so here i am as a research associate first job pregnant and um, but it really is just surrender and ever since then it has been constant discernment because some days are really hard other days are easier but every day it's kind of like lord where do you want to want me to be at this moment and I think he keeps telling me right now you're supposed to be a working mom you're financially it makes sense for your family you're making money for your family you were out there one of my favorite quotes is um, because I went to a Jesuit school we always um, say Ignatius was the founder of the Jesuit schools and um, one of the quotes he really said of us go forth and set the world on fire and I know right now that God wants me to use my passion for healthcare and helping patients and making the healthcare system Better. Um, that's what I'm called to do right now as well. And I, I get so much at my company. We always say, like, what fills your cup? I get so much energy from making the healthcare system better. And I know right now that's what I need to do. Now, at the same time, I've heard when you have two kids, it's a lot harder. And so I'm very open to God's will and um, you know, changing as as need be and also knowing that let's say I do take a step back, it's going to be okay. Like that job will always be there. My family, you know, kids just grow up so fast. And so really being able to, um, just say, God, what is it? What is your will for my life?
0: Yeah. When you said, I think that's so beautiful. And I just got goosebumps when you were like, oh, go out and set the world on fire. Cause I think that is such a desire of our hearts. Right. And we just want to do that the best we can. Um, Something I thought was really interesting is when you were talking about how many women who feel called into the workplace, like really pride themselves on having a plan and being like, okay, here's, here's like exactly how long this is going to take. And here's when like, I'd probably get pregnant and, you know, having those plans. And I think that what, what I love about your story is how you were able to say, like, I, I think you were able to experience the kind of shift of like, like you were crying, you were like, Oh my gosh, I thought I had this figured out and I don't, but ultimately I think it's when we're able to cry out to the Lord that we can then trust, get to that second place of like, Oh, but you know what? Like you, you've got me. And that's where I think so many of us don't get because we never get to the crying to the Lord piece. Right. It's like, those for me have been the moments of such breakthrough in my life when it's like, Oh gosh, I really want this one thing. And like, I'm so frustrated because it feels like this isn't what's happening it's like when you can cry that out to the Lord, you're so much more able to receive the, um, the peace of, okay, yes. Um, this isn't like the plan I had, but it's actually like God, God is present in it. Um, and he will give me what I need today. And then I don't have to worry about tomorrow yet, but every day I will get what I need. Yeah.
1: And his plan is so much better than our plans, Mm Jane. Like I, you know, I was worried about having a kid at 25 and Joseph is literally, his children are amazing. He has really shown me what joy is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like career wise, I'm so much more focused than what I, I would have been otherwise. And so really like just my life has been really prioritized. I really understand now. I think, um, God's, calling for like, um, our big V's and our little V's. So I I remember I heard this um, a few, probably this point, it's been about 10 years, but it's always stuck with me that we have, you know, we have our big V, which is our, our main vocation. And that is married life, priesthood, um, you know, being a sister, and then we have our little V. And so I just think that Joseph now figuring out my role as a wife and as a mother, like having kind of my, my big vocation figured out, I feel so fulfilled. And there's a new part of me that I didn't really experience until Joseph was born. And so I just think God's plan is so much better than we, we know for ourselves.
0: That's such a perfect segue, because what I wanted to ask about next is how you think being a mother has impacted your career or helped your career. And then on the flip side of that, how you think kind of digging into a career and, you know, pursuing that has helped you as a mother.
1: Yeah. So I think, and I wish I could say this during interviews, like I I had interviewed, um, it was probably a few months after I had Joseph, I had interviewed at Mathematica, got the job. And I feel like there's so many skills that you gain as a mother that you bring to the workforce. And there's a saying out there in the workforce, if you want something done, give it to a working mom. And it's so true because the flexibility that I've gained from being Joseph's mom, like you can't you can't really plan things like yes you can plan okay i'm gonna to go to the park today with joseph but like just the other day we were crossing the street and he threw his water bottle on the street and i had to like drop him off on the sidewalk run and like before a car came and like things like that it's just like all of your plans like get derailed and so having that flexibility which is so important in the workforce if that meeting gets canceled if that client can't come to the meeting you know being able to say it's okay like we can adapt Another skill is negotiation. So now that Joseph, as I mentioned, he's two years old, he says no a lot. (laughs) I've been so good at negotiating with him. And I think that's a really important skill too to bring to the workforce of, okay, we can't do this right now, but what if we do this later? Or just having that negotiation framework, even though he's two, and you know, our clients and members are older, I still think there's something in, you know, just human nature. And so having to think strategically about um no, but. And so I think those are the two really big skills. Um and then as far as how work has helped me as a mom, I think time management has been really important. Um, I think I've always been someone who's been pretty organized. And so I've always had work blocks on my calendar. And so translating that into motherhood, I think just okay, like for this hour, we're going to go to the YMCA, and this next hour, we're going to go to the park. And like I said, always having that flexibility component because lots of different things can happen. And also, I think the people skills at work that you gain, uh, just dealing with a lot of different people. And, you know, when you have a kid, you can't you can't choose your kid's personality. And so you really have to adapt with them. And every, you know, every few months, they, they change and they grow so fast. And so just really having to, to be um, adaptive to their personalities.
0: I love that. Yeah, I can see there is such a kind of a nice synergy, not to use a businessy word, but a synergy between like the skills you gain in in both areas. Um, I did not plan to ask this question, but would love to hear kind of if you have thoughts on this. Um, I feel like the corporate world is always trying to do things and like have these initiatives to help working moms. Like I saw the company I worked at this summer was like, oh, we'll let you work like 60%. But the reality is that you're still probably working hundred percent, just getting paid 60% of that salary, right? Like there's a lot of those sorts of initiatives that I don't think are are doing it yet, but um, but other ones like allowing you to work from home like that, I think would be very helpful as a working mom. Are there any initiatives you've seen work well or initiatives that you would like to see to kind of help you thrive in, you know, this, your big V vocation through, through your work?
1: Yeah. So, um, my company does a really great job with this. Um, so my female CEO, she has said this publicly, but she, um, she's a black female CEO and she had her first kid in undergrad and our, um, chief pupil officer, she is a young female as well. And so the two of them are just uh, a force to be reckoned with, love them. Um, And they've really made it their mission. And this is part of the reason I returned back to my company. So I know I didn't say this about my professional journey, but basically I was at the Health Management Academy for two years as a researcher, left to go to Mathematica for just eight months. It wasn't the the right cultural fit for me and got this really great experience to do um, the Director of Leadership Development role. And so came back quickly to the Health Management Academy. And part of that was just the flexibility they give. So even though COVID was um, really hard in a lot of ways, like you know during labor, I had to wear a mask and my husband couldn't go to a lot of prenatal appointments with me, but the silver lining that I think all parents will tell you is the flexibility it gave. And companies who ran with that, it was really great for parents because now, I don't have to go in the office basically any day. When I have events, I travel. Um, occasionally we'll have an office party that I go to, but really I, I'm here in my in right now as I'm talking to you, I'm here at my um in-home office. That saves me, that commute time is amazing and really saves me. Um Our maternity leave at my company is really great. It's 12 weeks paid. I still think, and I think my company would tell you this, I still think it could be a little bit better. And you you hear about some companies like Google that they have like 24 weeks of paid maternity leave. I think our nation has to do a better job of giving parents that time because Having a kid is just a really, you know, it's really beautiful, but it's really, really hard. And transitioning back into the workforce, like it really is an identity crisis. And so giving parents more time to have, um, you know, the identity shift and have time with their family. Um, but that's a, I actually really haven't thought about that question too much because I feel like my company does pretty well at it and is very supportive of parents. I feel like all of our senior leadership is a
0: parent, which is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's a really good question. Well, I I think it's even that piece of trying to work for parents. I saw that this summer with a couple of the people I worked with. They had very young kids, which meant that there was a different level of prioritization in terms of like, oh, I'm offline for these hours because it's dinner and bedtime and bath time. And that had a big impact on me. And so I know when I go back, I want to work for people who have kids preferably women who have kids. Because I think that, like you're saying, it allows you to prioritize, hey, this is busy work. We don't have to do this versus, you know, here's what we need to do. Um, And I I talked to a lot of the moms at my firm this summer, and many of them said very similarly to you. And I think, you know, kind of where I can find myself of, you know, you have this identity of your work and you find this pride in your work. And what I've heard from some people is you know, you go to work and you do really well because you're a great worker. And like, you get affirmation and raises and bonuses and like nice emails sent to you. And then you go home to raise a child, which is, um, you know, there are moments of, you know, joy in it, praise God. But like that baby's not going to turn around every two days and be like, I think you're doing great mom. Like, here's your raise. (laughs) Like, or like, let me send a company email about how great you're doing. Like, no, that's not, it's not the same. And I think, What I've appreciated is hearing women speak on that and say, you know, it's rewarding in its own way, but it is hard to detangle yourself from kind of this culture of gold stars where you're so, you know, addicted to kind of that affirmation that you get from the workplace that's different, you know, um, from being at home.
1: Yeah. Um, what I will say is another thing my company does that I feel like does give a quote unquote gold star, um, you know, to motherhood is every mother's day, they send, um, like a $25, like Grubhub gift card to us.
0: Okay. Is,
1: it is so sweet. But what I want to say to the point of there aren't gold stars in parenthood, there really aren't, but, um, you know, work is just, as we've already discussed, work is just part of your identity. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, if you think of, I'm I'm kind of a researcher, and so if you think of like a pie chart, you know, let's say work is just 25% of who you are, and you have that community, but then you also really, as a working mom, you have to surround yourself um, with other moms, uh, not just working moms. I mean, for me, it is helpful. My two best friends, one of them is under 30. She's a vice president of an airlines association. My other best friend, she's a complete stay at home mom. She's always known since like day one, that she wanted to have like a really big family of four to seven kids and having both of them as my cheerleaders and giving me my gold stars, like we'll text each other Mm -hmm. when we're, you know, when, when we did something really well, like, Oh, I got Joseph to eat. Um, let's say piece of broccoli. And we're like, yeah, mama, like go mama or um, crying together. Like, you know, it's been a really, really hard day today. And Joseph just isn't potty training very well. And we, we have that sympathy and the empathy for one another. And so I do think even though it's not quite the same or synonymous as that gold star at work, you really need to make sure that you do have that other community who can, quote unquote, give you those gold stars or be there for you. Because I do think if you have that, um, it, it's that much easier and you do get that, those affirmations that you need. And um, my friends are awesome. I, I'm so blessed to have that. I remember when I was um, in labor, I had this group chat of five moms. Most of them are working moms. And I remember telling them, like I had talked to them all throughout pregnancy. Each one of them had been pregnant when I was pregnant too, but they had all gone before me. And I just remember having this group chat. None of them had met each other before. And I said, mamas, here I am. I'm I'm here in the labor room. Um, Please pray for me. And they're all also very religious. And so just having that community of women outside of that workplace is so critical.
0: I love that. And I think that is, yeah, I think the power of female friendship and female community, I can only imagine just intensifies when you're in that position, right? Cause you're, you know, there's certain things I'm sure you can go to your mom for, or, you know, other older women, but there's also this just gift of being like around people who are kind of where you are or like a couple years ahead of you. Um, I know that I love asking my friends who are, you know, a few years into marriage for advice on things because they're just a little bit ahead and they're close enough to remember, the the place I'm at right um which is so good but I'm really glad you found that community and I just yeah I hope everyone listening to this has that or you know if you don't you know can pray for that and put yourself in positions to find those people whether it's a young adult group or a bible study um or you know just trying to reach out and find people in your area who are in similar positions I think is so good um well Raquel this has been so, such a life giving morning getting to talk to you. I'm super duper excited to share this. Um, but before we go, I just wanted to ask you our last question, which is what is working for you lately?
1: Yeah. So, three things. One is my YMC membership. So, Jay, I know that you're running a marathon and I'm so proud of you. I have been really proud of myself. Um, I think it was about two or three months ago. I just realized that I had not. And giving myself the time as a mom um, to my own fitness. And when I think about my um, a few months ago, I also, I think this is right around the time I bought the YMC membership, but I really was prioritizing, um, you know, my life and realized, I know this is pretty minimal, but it was God number one, family number two, and then tied for third was work and working out. And I just was not giving that working out piece enough time. And so I bought my YMC membership a few months ago and I have been loving it. I go um, two or three times a week and I lift weights and my physical therapist is very proud of me. Um, And so that's one of the things I'm loving is just giving myself that time. The second is I have been reading um, a spiritual book and the New Testament paired up together every day. So um, the spiritual books range, but the one I really love, I'm not sure if you've read it, but Matthew Kelly's Resisting Happiness. Have you read Mm -hmm. that? I have, it's really good. It's really good. When you sent out your habits email a few weeks ago, it really, I was reading Matthew Kelly's Resisting Happiness at the time. And I was just like, this whole book is about habit formation and making sure that you slay resistance and it it just really paired nicely with the email you sent about habits and so i think not only just pairing that spiritual book with a biblical new testament reading but just having that one resisting happiness book really was life-changing for me and it's going to go i know that you have kind of a top 10 book list it is definitely going to be one of those top 10 um book lists that i have kind of like a special place in my bookshelf for this book (laughs) And then the third thing that's really working for me lately is just fall. Um, I'm a really big fall girl. I have my <laughs> first, I, ha- I put my fall wreath up and all of my fall decorations. And I think the reason I, I, you know, thinking about why do I like fall so much? I think it takes, you know, as you're walking around the neighborhood and you see all of these beautiful leaves and the changing colors and, you know, just that crisp air, I think it helps you just stop. And slow down and that's really hard for those of us who are in the workforce in the corporate world but it just makes me realize God's beauty and his greater plan for our life and so I, I just think fall I'm a really big fan of fall and so I've been loving that lately
0: mm, I love fall too it's so great I on my run this morning just getting to run by the trees that are turning kind of orange and yellow it just it's like a little gift I'm like oh I just love this it's the best it's the best season um And Central Park hasn't turned yet, but when it does, it is the best. I think it'll probably be this weekend or next. Um, You'll have to send that. I I I will. Oh, I'll take so many, I will definitely send them. Um, Well, Raquel, it has been a joy, as it always is to talk to you and I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for um, your witness and yeah, your vulnerability and openness. I think that there's so much to be gained from this episode and I'm super excited to share.
1: Thank you so much for having me and for your joyful presence
0: always, Jane. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Monday show if you liked it if you enjoyed it if you learned something we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend shoot it in a text post it on social media whatever you want to do sharing these episodes helps more people find them and while you're doing that if you could rate and review these episodes that would also be so appreciated if you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co, where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye.